In this episode, we'll discuss the positive effects of hospice for patients and their families during the final months of life. This is the Ridgecrest Regional Hospital Podcast. I'm Prakash Chandran. Here to discuss is Dar Thornsbury, Director of Patient Care Services at Ridgecrest Home Health and Hospice. Appreciate you being here, Dar. So let's begin with an overview of what hospice care entails and when a patient might start receiving this type of care. Well, first of all, let me thank you for um, having me and allowing me to tell your audience a little bit about our hospice program. Under the direction of a patient physician, our hospice care team consists of members of an RN, which is a registered nurse, a licensed practical nurse, and a certified home health aide. We also have a spiritual counselor and a medical social worker. And what we do is we work under the plan of the orders of a physician. That plan of care for the purpose of keeping the patient as comfortable as possible and also to support the quality of life as the patient's family and also their friends cope with the end of life and care decisions. Yeah, so that gives us a good definition of what hospice care is. But I've also heard of palliative care. Can you maybe give us a high-level difference between the two? Well, first, let me say we do not have a palliative care program here in Ridgecrest. Uh, but the difference, the main difference in palliative care and hospice care is that a palliative care uh, program is still under the director of a physician, but the patient is still seeking curative or interventional treatment. Under the hospice program, they are no longer seeking intervention or curative treatment. What they're looking for is comfort uh, for the rest of uh, the time they have with their family. It really sounds like hospice is something that is considered only when there are no other options. So why don't we talk about the various aspects of hospice care in addition to the medical treatment that is offered? When we get a referral from a physician, the first thing we do is look to see uh, that they have a terminal diagnosis. So one, oftentimes it's cancer. Cancer is not the only terminal diagnosis. We do have others. Uh, but the majority that we get for this region have been cancer. And that's considered a terminal diagnosis with a prognosis of living up to six months. That does not mean that they won't live longer. But once we get them in here with the physician's orders, we go ahead and we do an assessment of the patient. And then we send out um, the registered nurse to visit with the patient and we set up a medication regimen where we can manage pain in a, at a level that normally um, patients are not managed at. So there's a higher level of medication management, there's a higher level of symptom management. We also have a certified home health aide who will go in there and help with personal care. So if the patient needs bathing or the patient needs assistance in other ways, that certified home health aide will be there. We have a medical social worker who we also send in, and the medical social worker will assist them with making plans uh, for the end-of-life arrangements or look at their insurance with them to see if there are other resources they need. We also have hospice volunteers that we send in. And those volunteers often will just sit and read with the patient or they'll sit with the patient so a family member can take a break and maybe go to the grocery store, go get their hair done, um, just some way for them to get a break as, as they're all going through this. And then we also offer respite care. Respite care uh, is where we actually take the patient out of the home and we have a contract with a skilled nursing facility and we can put them in there for four days and provide care there so the family can have a break. Yeah, that really does sound like a comprehensive set of care. And one of the things that I love is that it's not just for the patient, but for the family as well during what is a pretty difficult time. So one of the questions I wanted to ask is, can patients utilize hospice care while living at home, or does it need to be in a hospice care facility or hospital? Consider the patient's home wherever they are. If the patient 
lives in a shack down at the end of the road, and that is their home. That is where we go. It makes no difference to us. If they live with a family member, we can go there. The only requirement is that they do have someone in the home 24 hours a day to, to provide care for that patient because we're not in the house 24 hours a day. We are available 24 hours a day, and we have nursing services available 24 hours a day. But the patients themselves have to be in a home where there is a family member or a caretaker there 24 hours a day. And on occasion, it actually has been in a private home that takes in hospice patients. But that is still considered their home. Yeah, I think it's so wonderful to hear that the only requirement is there's someone there all the time, which can be a family member or a registered nurse. So I want to talk about the expenses of hospice care. Can people use insurance for this? They can. We look at all the insurances. Different patients have different insurance, so we we look at all of those insurances. But for our hospice agency, we do accept Medicare, Medi-Cal, TRICARE, and private insurance. That's good to hear. So it seems like if families need this, they can rest assured that their insurance will assist them. So I want to move into the emotional well-being of both the patient and their family members. I imagine that for a lot of people, they're reluctant to begin this end-of-life care just because of what it truly means. So how do you help patients and their families deal with this transition? We come across this quite often. It's a hard decision. This is a very personal decision, not only for the patient, but for the family. A lot of them have a problem reaching that point where they say, okay, we're not going to go ahead and seek more curative. We decided that we would just want our loved one to be comfortable for the rest of the time they have and be able to spend some quality time with that patient instead of running to doctor appointments or hospital. So the big key for us is educating the patient and the family so that they can understand that we understand the decision is hard. And we try to inform them that this is a good decision for the patient and the family, that they'll benefit from the hospice services, that we provide support and resources they don't have to worry about. Um, They don't have to worry about how they're going to get help when a patient is declining or they just need an extra hand to give a patient a bath. Uh, They don't have to worry if they need to run an errand. We provide those services. And the main thing for that patient is they're no longer seeking all this treatment. And and I'm not saying treatment's not good, treatment's great. But when they reach the point that they no longer want to go through the treatments, which is sometimes painful in itself, and they want to have comfort and quality of time with their family, to be able to educate them to that and help them bridge that gap, it's huge. So we do our best to help with them through educating them on the benefits of the hospice program. Yeah, it really seems like you're there to hold their hand throughout the entire process. But I want to ask about after a loved one passes. Can you maybe talk to some of the services you offer families that are grieving? The hospice program is, was never, ever developed just for the patient. The hospice program includes the family even extended family members and friends that come in. And we offer a bereavement program for up to 13 months after the patient has already passed away. Uh, Families go through a lot at that time, and to be able to reconcile that the patient is gone. Many of these caregivers, especially families, close family members, they're at that bedside 24 hours a day. That becomes their life. And when the patient passes, there's a huge gap there for them. There's a great loss. There's not only grieving, there's a loss of what they've done for so long. They've become part of that. So for them to be able to let go and to grieve, they need those bereavement services. And we have a wonderful program for that, that we reach out to these families on a routine basis, uh, like I said, for 13 months. Yeah, I think it's really important what you said there. And most people probably don't realize this, that uh, hospice and the hospice program was not developed just for the patient, but for their families as well. So it seems like 
in this stage of life that hospice care can really be a positive experience for not only the patients, but the families during a difficult time. So I want to thank you so much for educating us on hospice care. Is there anything else that we missed today that you want to mention, Dar? I think so. You know, um, we accept referrals from several different sources. So we we re- accept them from physicians uh, that are here in town locally, or we re- accept referrals from out of town. We get referrals from all over, uh, from different hospitals, rehab centers, convalescent homes, community men- members. And if we get it from a community member, then the doctors are contacted for orders. So there are different ways that we get these. Well, it's so wonderful to know that you and members of your team are there for the community during what is a pretty difficult time for our family. And I also think it's worth noting that the Ridgecrest Regional Hospital Development Foundation has a goal to raise $300,000, which is going to help bring a six to eight bedroom hospice facility to Ridgecrest. And the foundation actually just held its second annual wine auction and gala dinner, which raised approximately $33,000. So we're well on our way there. So for more information regarding hospice care with Ridgecrest Regional, please visit hospice at rrh.org services. My guest today has been Dar Thornsbury. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening.